0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. This is, um, it's a very serious story. I'm sure that most of you, all of you remember the Yosef Al-Haznawi case. Uh, you heard Paul Tipple talking about it in the news just before we came in here. Back in December, a young man is at a convenience store in East Hamilton. There is some sort of involvement between two younger guys and an older gentleman. It gets a little heated. Uh, Yosef al-Haznawi interjects to try and help the older man and I guess the story goes to try and get him out of trouble this way. In the midst of all this, he gets shot. Now, here is where things get hazy in this story because some witnesses have said, some witnesses have said that when the paramedics arrived on the scene, they were very casual and very cavalier and in their response and didn't really take the situation all that seriously by the sounds of it. Uh, Al-Haznawi went on to pass away later that evening. Yesterday, the two paramedics who were involved there, who were the ones who arrived on the scene, they were charged with failing to provide the necessities of life. It's a criminal charge, it's a serious charge, it's a serious story. Mario. Pastorano, is uh, uh, Pastoraro, pardon me, is the uh, president of OPSU Local 256 that represents these paramedics. Mario, thanks for doing this today.
1: Thank you very much, Scott, and it's Pastoraro. I'm glad pa- you, you got it almost right.
0: Uh, you know what? By, by the third time, I'll get it, I promise. Uh, I can't remember. I I've certainly, We certainly know of cases where people have passed away when paramedics have arrived. Th- that happens, but I can't remember ever a case like this where paramedics have been charged. Can you?
1: Well, first and foremost, Scott, let me, uh, you know, on behalf of myself, my colleagues, including the two subject paramedics in our entire service, you know, we continue to express our deep uh, felt heartfelt condolences to the family of Yosef al-Haznawi. Can't imagine, you know, the strife and the grief they continue to go through as uh, this issue continues uh, to move through uh, the process and including the courts. I'll also tell you that this is an unprecedented uh, case and it's an unprecedented attack, legal attack against two paramedics who tried to assist this individual in spite of some of the misinformation. Um, they tried to assist and unfortunately a negative outcome does not necessarily mean that there is criminal intent and in this case does not justify the charges that have been leveled against these two paramedics.
0: Mario, when you refer to it as an attack, I'm wondering, do you believe this was either politically motivated, these charges that they were prompted by people speaking out politically or because of public outcry? Is that what you're referring to?
1: Well, I mean, it's hard to say. Obviously, this is a high profile case. There's been a certain narrative that has uh, dominated Uh, both social media and uh, the news airwaves there's been a lot of misinformation Uh, these two paramedics have been characterized as cowboys and as uncaring these are two very competent caring professional paramedics that function at a very high level that have had positive performance appraisals by our management that were caught in an unfortunate circumstance that resulted in an unfortunate death and you know I will say um... these charges um... they're unfortunate and in spite of them being flawed this now presents a different threshold for paramedics practicing in the province of Ontario to think you can be charged uh... under the criminal code section 215 for failing to provide the necessities of life is absolutely despicable and it's disappointing and we will vigorously challenge these charges that will be before the courts.
0: Scott. Marriott, you mentioned about the information, the different points of view. I do want to play a very quick clip here. This was from a night or two after this. This was from a guy uh, who was a witness there. This is what he had to say. This guy's name is Tom. Here it is. You could tell he was in pain. Okay.
1: Because they tried lifting him up and he just kept saying, it hurts, it hurts.
0: And what did they say?
1: <laughs> ah, you're faking.
0: What do you say, Mario, about witnesses who come up with those stories or who offer those stories? Because I I don't believe that the witness was trying to make it up or trying to come up with something that uh, they were trying to give their best view, I think, of of what happened. What do you say about them? Well, I I
1: think witnesses have perspectives and look at issues through a specific lens. Um, What's important here is the uh, criminal conviction requires a proof of guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, based on all of the objective evidence. You know, let's let's remember these two paramedics are considered innocent until proven guilty. These charges uh, have been leveled against them. They will be vigorously challenged, and we're confident uh, that these charges will not stick, and these paramedics will return back to work.
0: Okay, so let's go through this. Now, we understand, and, and you're exactly right, people have perspective, and we know that it was late at night, so it was dark, and we don't know exactly how far away the witnesses were and how chaotic the scene was. So all those things absolutely factor into this. We don't have all those answers. If, if... That witness was exactly right. If the paramedics or any paramedics, not these guys, if any paramedics acted as that witness described as a cavalier, not caring, saying they were faking, would that trouble you?
1: You know, Scott, I'm not going to get into, you know, being trapped into providing a certain response. I can tell you this. Paramedics provide optimal patient care in a variety of difficult circumstances. Um, Multiple critical decisions have to be made rapidly and simultaneously under very difficult, very tough clinical moments. And bystanders' perspectives, without disrespecting what they are, don't paint the full picture of what transpires during the course of an event. And I I can tell you that I'm not going to get into the details, obviously, because this issue will be litigated in the courts, not through the media. I'm here just to provide a general overview of what these charges represent, not to discuss the specifics of the case, but I am very confident that once all the specifics and all of the objective evidence is weighed, uh, these paramedics will be vindicated and the the charges will not stick.
0: Okay, leaving this one aside, leaving this case aside entirely, what are the legal responsibilities of any paramedic when he or she arrives at a scene? Because okay, there must be outlines of very specific things that they are supposed to and expected to do, regardless of who they are or what the situation is.
1: Scott, all of our paramedics function under the medical authority of a base hospital physician. We undergo, undergo uh, rigorous annual testing. Uh, these paramedics uh, function at a very high and competent level obviously when we arrive a scene we assess and we make determinations based on a variety of uh, pieces of information history is gathered i can tell you there was a variety of information that was provided to these two paramedics and of course um, emotional um, family members or emotional bystanders look at things through a different lens These paramedics were actively engaged in trying to critically determine the patient's complaints and they've done so in a a manner that is consistent with the standards that we function under. These paramedics have been interviewed by the Ministry of Health, by our employer on multiple occasions, as well as the medical authority. So the evidence is before those regulatory bodies and again we're confident that they abided by all of the statutory obligations that are beholden to paramedics in the province of ontario this is a a tragic outcome but it should be put at the hands of the two perpetrators who have been charged with murder not at the hands of the two paramedics who attempted to assist this individual
0: mario because When paramedics arrive at a scene, it's, uh, as you say, it's unpredictable at times. You don't know what the, the, there's not always going to be a positive outcome, even if the paramedics get there in time. Because of that, and because there are times when someone might die or when the situation might be very dire, do you get, do you hear a lot of complaints from people just because the outcome is not what they expected health-wise?
1: I mean, absolutely. You know, Scott, given the lack of frontline resources that we have, and it's obviously been a subject of, this radio program for a number of years our paramedics respond to approximately 80,000 requests for medical assistance on an annual basis the percentage of positive patient feedback is in the 99th percentile it's a very high level our paramedics are highly qualified they provide an optimal level of patient care do patients die yes they do do they die at the hands of paramedics very unlikely Patients died because of a variety of different circumstances, no different than patients dying on an operating table. Scott?
0: The fact that this investigation, because uh, this happened early in December, so we're well over seven months since this happened and t- until these charges are laid. Had you been kept up to date a- a- along the way with anything or had it been seven months of silence and then you found out about the charges?
1: Well, I, I, I wouldn't say it's absolute science, but, you know, I spoke to the lead detective on April 5th of 2018, and I was dismayed at the lack of progress. Um, and the lead detective representing the Niagara uh, Regional Police Service, which is the police service that was tasked with investigating this incident uh, by the Hamilton Police Force, uh, was still in the process of, of interviewing and gathering information. Um, so I, I wouldn't say we've been briefed uh, frequently, um, but you know we've understood that there's still information to be gathered, that was to be gathered. And yesterday, obviously, the information was delivered to the two subject paramedics that would they would be charged under the criminal code. And you you can you can imagine, you know, the enormous stress these paramedics have been under over the last seven or eight months. They've been blamed and shamed within the media. There's been misinformation. The narrative has not been accurate, Scott. And again, it's not my intention to litigate this on this radio program. It's my intention just to bring to your listeners' attention that you know we still obviously uh, feel uh, sorrow for Joseph L Hasnawi's family, the grief that they're going through. this was an unfortunate circumstance. Um, this individual uh, died prematurely, was murdered by two perpetrators that are before the courts. To shift the blame on two paramedics is absolutely despicable because the evidence will establish that they done what they could do at that point in time, given some of the differential diagnoses and given some of the events that transpired as they transported the patient to the hospital, Scott.
0: Mario, there uh, we only have a minute or two left here, but there has been talk, uh, a lot of talk in recent years, about police officers wearing body cameras, vest cameras or chest cameras so that, you know what, their behaviour and also uh, their behaviour can be... Uh, looked at and also the people who have done stuff it can be used as evidence any thought that paramedics should have the same thing just to establish i mean from your perspective of how well we did our job or here's what we did so we can show that we did it right
1: our paramedics assume that they're being video recorded every time they're involved in an incident or a call we don't we're, we're we don't need to be cognizant of the fact that if there's video surveillance we will behave differently As I said, our performance percentage rating is in the 99th percentile. We respond to over 80,000 calls annually, and we function at a very, very high level with a very high patient satisfaction rating stock. So, um, you know, some of these initiatives that, you know, you reference, um, you know, aren't necessary because we're confident of the good job that we continue to do for our patients. And in spite of these unfortunate circumstances where people do die, um, I think the take-home point is these paramedics, in this circumstance, should not be charged. They have been charged, and we will defend against those charges.
0: Last thing as I let you go, are they working now? Are they suspended? Are they working? Are they on active duty? What is their status?
1: Yeah, I'm not uh, in a position to reveal that right
0: Okay, now, Scott. all right. Uh, Mario Pestorero, uh, really, um, the OPSU Local 256 president, really appreciate the time today. Thanks for doing this. Difficult day, I know. Thank you, Scott. It is... Uh, It is one of the more unusual, difficult, unsettling stories. And certainly Mario is strongly defending his people. You would expect him to do just that. The witnesses have said what the witnesses are going to say. It is, uh, but he's right. It is unprecedented. I, I could not find any evidence or any suggestion of another case like this. I couldn't find one looking around of paramedics being charged because of something they did or did not do. Maybe there, maybe somewhere along the way, there's been somebody in the medical field. Well, we know there have been, there's been nurses. There's one ongoing right now as far as a trial, but we know there may have been some who have intentionally harmed someone very rarely, but I can't think of another case. I can't find another case where failing to provide the necessities of life for allegedly simply not doing enough. It it is a very, very interesting, very unusual, very rare case, um, We'll certainly be following this one. Not going anywhere anytime soon. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.